Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, Liberty and Mary. Uh, fill our hearts, fill our minds. Thank you so much for this opportunity um, to be on this show right now, Lord, and just converse with you. Um, we ask that you just bless this conversation, allow the Spirit to, to flow, and uh, help us to glorify you in that, as we say, all glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you. You're listening to Cajun Catholics, uh, featuring outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana. I'm your host, Todd Citron, and today it's my great pleasure to have as our guest John Hodges Davis. Welcome, John. Hey, Todd. How's it going? Good. Uh, John and I are good friends. Uh, his father and I are best friends, and uh, and he's a good Cajun Catholic. I've watched John Johnny grow up. And, um, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to let hear his story today, and I think it will inspire most everyone. So, Johnny, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, a student at the University of Colorado Boulder right now. I'm going in my junior year, um, just declared talent management, um, which is just a fancy word for HR or, like, business psych is what I've been told. I never heard of talent management. Yeah, so just declared that, and um, actually just got – elected um it's called core uh up at st tom's um but it's basically like i'm core president now so i'm going to be kind of head of the outreach ministry at cu um so super excited about that um we got like a team of like 14 guys and girls um and yeah that's kind of a new venture i'm on and also just working as a barista loving that as well Lifelong um, resident of Lafayette, right? That's right. Uh, From Lafayette, though. Yeah. Tell us about your schooling. Very important. Um, yeah, I went to St. Thomas More for high school. Um, where, yeah, it's kind of. Cathedral? Did you go to. I did not. I went to St. Pius. That's right, St. Pius. As well. yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Pius. Um, and yeah, just. Very good. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Well, I want to hear your uh, testimony. I know God has uh, done a lot in your life, and um, your dad and I, um, you know, shared Crescia, the Garcia movement together, and it's something that moved our hearts, and I think it's moved on into our children. And, um, you know, I know they pray for you quite often. Your mom and dad are great people, and mm-hmm. you come from a great family um, that the Davis family is legendary in this town. Um, his great-grandfather was a heart surgeon and his grandfather was a heart surgeon in Lafayette and 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 has always touched my life in such a deep profound way they lived their family lived on Beverly Drive and uh, you know they have they have been good Cajun Catholics because uh, their family has has gone to college and lived all over the United States and so Johnny's keeping a tradition what you might not know is that I sent my transcripts when I graduated uh, high school to the University of Colorado as well LSU and uh, and Notre Dame and uh, ended up at LSU but that was on the radar for me so I'm jealous I'm so jealous Uh, (laughs) so tell us a little bit about uh, your, your your God journey yeah so yeah kind of praying a briefly about this uh interview before going in um it's the lord really flashed some some seeds in my life people talk about you know planting seeds in people's lives and honestly didn't know what that meant for a while (laughs) um 
but yeah, it just kind of people in my life um, have just been just huge witnesses to me um, and not even really forcing the faith on me, just their little just witness and presence in my life um, made a huge impact on me. Um, so yeah, just growing up cradle Catholic in Lafayette, I mean, just a huge Catholic community, which I didn't know, you know, going into Boulder, this huge liberal secular um, place uh, that wasn't even crossed my mind until I came there and I was like, man, this is a lot different. Um, but there, were, there weren't any other Cajun Catholics over there? No, no Cajun Catholics at all. <laughs> um, and so that, I mean, um, yeah, I'll get into that. But um, yeah, grew up, grew up uh, Catholic for going into Catholic school, St. Pius, STM. I think I just like always, always like love Jesus. Honestly, I love the the, the Catholic faith and the teachings. Um, I think the Lord has honestly given me a huge grace of, of just like faith in general. Really, um, not qu- I mean definitely questioning the the teachings, but I just like I was just head on like yeah like everything that was taught me taught to me made sense um, and. I think yeah, the Lord really blessed me with that that type of faith to just be like yeah. I know Jesus I know a little bit of your story. Uh, Johnny was a, a, a really fantastic golfer. Was into a lot of sports and uh, had a lot of success in sports. And and then it wasn't in the cards. What tell tell me about what happened with you and your physical in the yeah. the golf stuff. Yeah, and yeah, with your hip and so always been a huge golfer as well. Um and kind of. Yeah, I, big dream of mine was to play college golf and kind of getting serious about it, really, beginning of freshman year of high school. Um, started playing a bunch and um, really getting into it. Summer tournaments were huge. Um, had a you know group of golf friends. I was so into golf that um, I, I told myself, no no girls, no girlfriend. <laughs> I was, um, I was dating just like... Fast. <laughs> dating fast, that's right. I was very intensely uh, set on on being a college golfer, and in the meantime, uh, this is something I didn't really know uh, going into my junior year, biggest recruiting year for golf. Um, my hips were just killing me, and I was just kind of in a denial for a while. I didn't really want to um, tell my parents or anything, and it started affecting my golf swing too. I'd go into lessons, and uh, Mr. Cliff Wagner at Oakmore were just like, <laughs> he's looking at my swing like dude, there's something up with your swing. Like, he'd never seen, like, hips move like that in a, in a golf swing. There was something something going on. Um, so went to check it out, and, yeah, I uh, found out I had this condition called hip dysplasia. Um, and so basically shallow hip sockets is kind of how people describe it. And when I would turn into the golf ball, just, like, every turn would cut more and more into my labrum, and um, it was just not a good deal. And kind of tried to play through it junior year and it was the worst golf I'd played in my life and um and when at that time I was basing really my happiness on the way I was playing golf it was uh definitely a just a crushing crushing summer for sure definitely a huge struggle for me um and then realizing having to get surgeries as well senior year I just kind of was was ready to put the clubs up and, and move on move on to something else. I know that your dad told me stories about you traveling, I guess, back and forth from the hospital, wherever, that you'd have to lay down in the back of the car just to get comfortable. 
you know, and you went through a lot of pain at that time and at, at that moment in your life. Did that have you question your faith at that time? Yeah, that's um, – it was really when I was slowly coming out of that denial phase and realizing, like, yeah, this is uh, something I'm not going to continue and just kind of, yeah, turn it, I turned to God at that moment just looking around like, all right, I had this plan since freshman year of high school and it's all just kind of coming down really slow um, and um, really slow and painfully. And I was just like, yeah, like, like, I mean, obviously, Lord, this is not in your will uh, for me to do this. And um, definitely the recovery times, both each surgery, four months uh, of recovery and just a lot of time to think and, and process and just kind of, yeah, question where my God was at that time and um, with really no relationship with God at that time besides going to Sunday Mass um, and, you know, retreat sporadically. Um, yeah, that was kind of a, uh, yeah, big part, big low point in my in my journey for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, and when, 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 a, when a child suffers, the parents suffer. And, you know, I know that I, I lived through that with your parents, and, and it was hard on the family. And, you know, but, but I guess God has a reason. And, uh, and you, you maybe sometimes find out later what, what that reason was. And I, I'm curious if you, if, if you feel like you have found that reason. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, going through, going through the cross or any crosses in your life, yeah, it's definitely confusing time and you yeah you just question and wonder uh what what's what's the plan here god like what's going on and um yeah looking back i'm i'm honestly so blessed that it all happened at that exact mm -hmm. time because um i just know i would not be happy uh pursuing you know a, a golf career in college um i would not have found my faith the way i have um right now the way i'm at right now with the lord and um, yeah, I can definitely see God working in that and the timing was honestly, yeah, just perfect for me to transition right into a totally different path, um, going to CU Boulder, um, <laughs> one of the most secular towns in America where uh, I really encountered the Lord in a crazy way, for sure. Well, most of us haven't probably been to Boulder, Colorado, and, you know, we only know that the, the space we live in. Tell, tell us what that was like when you got there and what is it like over there? Yeah, so um, just being honest, like the reasons I wanted to go to Boulder, I always had this this desire to go out of state. I love I love Louisiana, uh, but yeah, there's something um, in me to just leave at least for the four years of college that I had, and um, yeah, Boulder, beautiful mountains. I mean, you just wake up every morning to these flat irons, 300 days of sunlight a year. Um, the big big pull for me honestly was just big big state school um i knew i was going to join a fraternity so that party scene was definitely an interest to me um and just going out and kind of i, I just finished this gap year as well so it's just this kick of like yeah new experiences meeting new people just going out and do doing some honestly like crazy things for people in louisiana most people stay home so um it was kind of like a just uh, yeah like going out and experience something new so you're listening to cajun catholics with john hodges davis today uh a focus uh tell us uh you got involved with focus and you're you're at the university of colorado 
I guess that came after, or, or did you join a fraternity, or what was the sequence? Right. So it all, it was all at once in a way. I, my dad supports a focused missionary. Um, he's supported one previously, and uh, like my dad does, just kind of called up the missionaries that were already in Boulder and set up a brunch. Um, right in Domain? Uh, it was Lou Kicks and Jake Huber okay. were, but yes, he did support Ben Doming mm-hmm. uh, um, previously, and yeah, set this thing up. Um, and <laughs> these were the first guys I'd met in Boulder, and like thinking my 19 year old self, just like, man, I don't want to be meeting these, <laughs> these Jesus guys. Like I'm trying <laughs> to meet people my own age. These guys are graduated. Um, all this stuff going Some into Jesus it. freak. <laughs> Exactly, um, and it turned out to just be such a blessing. Um, met these guys, super cool dudes, just totally, um, you know, when talking about, like, these seeds, they were definitely uh, a big just witness to me, just literally in that brunch and, and moving on, um, re- always reaching out to me. Um, I kind of, yeah, just saw something in, in them that I wanted, um, some interior joy that um, they had and I wanted. Um, just didn't know how to go about it. Um, so met them and kind of throughout the semester while I was pledging fraternity, that was kind of something I'd always decided I was going to do. Um, I was seeing them after Sunday mass, student supper, uh, was where I was kind of like getting to know them a bit in the community while living that dual life of pledging a fraternity, um, whole drinking culture, whole promiscuity going on as well. Uh, so it was a very like dual dual life um, that semester for sure. So I heard you say you went to church. So you obviously do they have a, a Catholic church on campus, or how did you find that church? Um, so the the first mass they do um, St. Thomas Aquinas is the the uh, community um, parish, and they do a mass on the grass. So they'll have one mass uh, for fall outreach that is on campus. Um, chalking everywhere so I couldn't miss it I knew it was on on campus right outside of my dorm how um, many people 10 20 100 uh, there's probably like over 100 people wow yeah it's a good showing out there okay um really beautiful mass and yeah this was something that definitely my fraternity brothers did not know is that yeah I was going off sneaking off to mass on Sundays um and I mean, it sounds like you had to sneak out. Is, is yeah, it, was that something you felt like you had to do? Yeah, it, it the 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 pledging culture there at at this fraternity was just it was just a full time job. You were just always working with fraternity guys and helping out, cleaning their stuff. Um, and so it it was kind of a full time job. And um, yeah, it was definitely something where I had to sneak off and go to mass and. Um, I was definitely blessed to be able to do that for sure. Good, big, good. Big. And are you still involved in the fraternity? Yes. I'm not. Uh, I dropped beginning my sophomore semester, first semester. Um, so no, I'm not. Gotcha. And so, um, tell me a little bit about your routine. You know, obviously you're a faithful young man, and and I know that uh, we all have to do spiritual exercises, something that keeps us motivated and, and walking toward Christ. You know, what is it that uh, a typical day for you that, that in your prayer life? Oh, man, I, I, I just, I, by the grace of God, I, like, love prayer. I don't know what it is. 
Um, I was in a Bible study once, and <laughs> we were just talking about time and how we use our time. Um, and it just, like, hit me. Like, man, I waste my time sleeping <laughs> in college so much. And, like, immediately that next day, I just started getting up early and going to holy hour uh, in the mornings. And so, yeah, I'll start start the day off um, just inviting the Lord in, into my day and uh, Mother Mary into my day as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I get that holy hour in normally in the morning. Um, and I've just started to take the rosary outside of holy hour. So I've been uh, at least getting one rosary in a day. Um, and then an examinant has been huge for me. If any of y'all are trying to find a way to go to sleep, um, this has been big. Just, just like, yeah, breaking out the journal and just seeing where the Lord has been throughout your day. Um, and yeah, it just really settles you down for the night and just sees like, Hey, where was God? And then a little bit of, yeah, where can I improve? Where did I fall? Um, and making sure to, uh, respond to that the next day. Um, so that's kind of my, I love that. So I hear from a lot of, um, you know, young Catholics and for friends of mine, uh, you know, what do you do when you get in the holy hour? You know, is there like a is there like a playbook? You know, what 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 what's what's going on up in there? You know, and and for me, you know, I guess I made it up as I went. I, I didn't have anybody coaching me, right. but the silence is so beautiful. But you just sort of develop a routine after some time. But what what is what is typically what is your routine in the in the in your holy hour? Yeah, um, that's a tough question because uh, different this, every time. Yeah, this. The Lord, the guy is just so dynamic. The spirit is dynamic, and it's just like sometimes, yeah. You sometimes you go in, you know what you're doing, and then the spirit will lead you somewhere else. And it's, um, I think the big kind of virtues I've taken in recently is just humility and simplicity of just like, yeah. I don't, I don't know, Lord, what's, yeah, what you're gonna tell me, but just like. I, all I know is I need work, and I know I need help loving, and I need to receive that love from you to be able to love others, and that's kind of the the mentality of going into prayer, and in the simplicity of like it's it's yeah it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Um, that's great. That that's that's good advice. You know when I when I pray, a lot of times I'm 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 exercising and running, and I say my rosary, and when I get to the end. I look forward to get to the end because I want, then I, I say out loud or in my prayer, I say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You know, I've done my speaking. Now it's your turn. Right. And, uh, and, and, and you say, here I am, Lord. And, and the Lord never, never disappoints, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. Um, so, um, again, tell me a little bit about, um, you mentioned some of the good Cajun Catholics that had formed seeds in your life. And, uh, you know, at what point in your life, and this is, I think, my uh, inspiration for this show was, was that there are, like Johnny said, there's so many people around us that, that are, are doing God's work, and we don't realize it, you know, and you said you saw things in their eyes. And uh, who, who are some mm -hmm. of those, again, that formed you at, at a young age? Yeah, some people, I mean... First of all, I gotta go back to the to the parents for sure. Uh, my mom and dad just setting that foundation um, for me um, was so big, and I'm realizing that more and more every day. Um, wasn't ever something they pushed to an extent where it turned me away from God at all. It's just like 
uh, a family that stays together prays together. And that was kind of like we'd pray at night. Um, we'd go to Mass. Um, my dad would remind me every once in a while, you've been to confession. And that's kind of it for, with them. And, like, it was simple and just kind of like that accountability, um, keeping me in check with that and making sure I was praying. And, like, um, I think that was, like, a huge start for me and a big foundation, as well as them committing for me to go to Catholic school as well. It was huge. Um, for, for those of you who don't know, um, Johnny's uncle is Father Hampton Davis. Right, I was going to get him as well. <laughs> what is your relationship with Uncle Hamp? Yeah, Father Hamp, uh, Uncle Hamp is, is another just huge witness in my life. Um, yeah, once again, not pushing the whole Jesus thing, just like being who he is. Um, just, just being that witness to me and just so excited to see me all the time, just with so much love and Enjoy and who and just the way he encountered people as well. The, the way he got up there and preached and prayed at mass um, was, yeah, just always a huge witness for me um, and someone that always excited me about the faith. And uh, once again, just a guy who had that that joy that that yeah, I, I was attractive and I always always really wanted for sure. Hamp has been such a blessing in my life, and uh, he's just a great man in this community and such a strong mm. part of it for everyone. Uh, so I like to play um, trivia with some of my guests, and today's trivia question is going to be, who are the only two people in the whole world that have ever lived that don't have belly buttons? Don't have <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just aliens. You know, the Holy Spirit, you know, <laughs> lays these things on my heart. So, uh, no? Got nothing? Uh, you want to take a wild guess? I, I randomly thought Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, man. It's it was, possible. It's possible. Uh, I have no idea. Adam and Eve. Oh. Uh, interesting. How about that one? Interesting. They weren't born. God created those two. That's true. That's huh? true. How about that? I like that. Good, good Cajun Catholic <laughs> trivia. All right. Uh, so, you know, again, um, you're a young man, and uh, for the for the lady listeners out there, you know, uh, you, do you have a girlfriend right now? I do not. <laughs> okay, so he's available. <laughs> we know he's a good Cajun Catholic, a good-looking man, uh, and so, you know, what it, what is uh, the discernment for you for uh, your vocation as you move forward? Do you want to I assume maybe want to get married one day and have a family? I. I I do think, think about that, it? I do think that is the move for me. Uh, I um, yeah, I get a lot of questions like, yeah, you gonna you interested in the priesthood, all this stuff, just because like, yeah, uh, I don't know, I pray and stuff, so it's like automatically people think, oh, he's gonna be a priest, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely clearing that up with with my spiritual director, and he's just pretty like, he's pretty like, dude, you're probably yeah called to marriage, so like don't. Don't let anyone turn you a different way. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. And as great as a priesthood is, obviously, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm uh, called to some type of relationship in that way. And um, but yeah, right now I'm the freest I've ever been in being single. So it's <laughs> hey, um, I'm yeah, I'm just beautiful. Just always felt a lot of pressure to date and stuff like that. And like at the moment, man, I'm just. Loving up on the Lord and, and Mary, and uh, it's it's been beautiful. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for the, for for a nineteen year old young man. Uh, what's the deal with the social media? I call it the anti social network. I am not on Facebook, but you know I know there are a lot of others that are, and you know 
what, what's the dating scene like and, and what's, what's life like with, with social media today and how do you control uh, it? Yeah, I'm on board with you, Todd. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's, I've always had a weird taste in my mouth about social media. Like, I, I never liked it from the beginning. I've never had an Instagram, never really had a Facebook that I post stuff on, like Snapchat, just like, um, not just that instant gratification of Snapchat. Like I, I just, yeah, I, I, I dabble with it a bit, but it's like, yeah, exactly. It is antisocial. I think, um, um, I think there are good things about it in terms of posting events and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I just, we're slowly just kind of like losing that and just want to just encounter human encounter by using social media um to a to an you know unhealthy extent and um i yeah i i don't use it at, at all right now um so it's just something that that's a you, good I thing yeah a couple of minutes left in the show you know you're uh involved with focus and i guess ministry is 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 focus's mission and i would ask you this question uh you know if you go to a non-catholic and they hard press you and they say hey i don't believe jesus is really in the eucharist i'm just not buying that you know you really believe he's in that bread what 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 do you say to somebody like that yeah that's uh that's that's been something i've i I haven't actually gotten those kind of tough questions yet which is weird but like i like I said previously, I just, the Lord, yeah, the Lord has given me just this insane faith and in terms of like Jesus is in the Eucharist and in, in other uh, beliefs uh, that the faith holds. And yeah, I've always believed it. And so recently I'm, I'm literally just thinking like, man, like people on the outside are, are just think, must think we're crazy, you know, of like course. absolutely crazy um, that they thought think, Jesus was crazy. Yeah. That there's this this person in the Eucharist and, and we, we believe that he's telling, telling y'all to eat him, eat his flesh, drink his blood. I'm just like, yeah, that is crazy, man. And like, just, so I have never gotten that question. And, um, I would, I would obviously go to, to John six in terms of like where the scripture is obviously, but, um, I'm sure that's not enough for most people. And I've pulled that out on people or uh, one people for people in particular. And, uh, yeah, it's just like most of the time not enough, but like that's that's where the reference is. But um, yeah, 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 it's a Jesus, tough one, you know. And Jesus I think we're all great. called to question. That's that when you're being a good Catholic or a good Christian, you're questioning. You know, anytime you're asking those kind of questions, that's that's when you know you're in the right place. I think mm-hmm. with your faith, you know, it's our job to challenge ourselves and to challenge others. You know, and I think, like I said. If Jesus wasn't in the Eucharist, I don't know how much time you'd be spending in adoration. You know, we're called to it. We know that something it's something greater than ourselves when we're there. You know, and it's just um, something. And I know in my life it has has been a game changer. You know, mm-hmm. it gives you clarity in your your business life, your personal life, and everything as you go forward. You know, mm-hmm. so I hope, and I know your dad does hope that you make Curcio one day. I'm, we're all praying for you to, uh, <laughs> to to keep the tradition strong. You know, and we, I guess it's mostly because we want to share our faith. And, and uh, I know I'll speak for myself. I want, I want my kids to, to have those feelings that I had. I knew when I went in and made Marcusia, and it was a conversion moment, that my life would never be the same. And it mm-hmm. hasn't been. 
And uh, it's been a real blessing to have you and your family in my life, and I want to thank you for that. Mm. And uh, I want to thank you for for, uh, being an apostle for Christ, for, for young men. And, uh, you know, for that, we're, we're forever grateful. We have uh, about 20 seconds left in the show, Johnny, but just want to thank you again for being on the show. You know, wish you nothing but good luck in the future. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much as well. This is cool. I'm excited to uh, hear some more. And, uh, yeah, God bless. All right. Well, listen, uh, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholics uh, today. Our guest was John Hodge Davis, and we wish him nothing but the best. God bless, Johnny. We love you.